Well, let's start the show with a bang. Oh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is Robot Dedrick. Hello, and I'm Androidian. I'm uh, more sophisticated than Robot Dedrick. That is a, a robotist thing to say. Yeah, but I object. Yeah, to you that. don't have any emotions, so what do you care? That is true. Whereas I have uh, basic feelings. I mirror feelings. That's what she booped. <laughs> nice. Well done. Good job. Uh, hi, we're doing a lot of show right now, but Dave's hosting this one, so I'm going to let him start it. Go, Dave. Hi, host everyone. It. Uh, the, welcome to Sticky Dragon. My name is David Dedder. What episode is it? This is episode 351. Uh, very good. I'm Ian Boothby. This is the show after our very long question and answer show. Right. Dave uh, rigged it so that every anniversary show I have to host, because they're always like on an even uh, number. So did, the 100th episodes, 150th, all those, I, I got to do them. <laughs> there don't seem to be any episodes, with, with the possible exception, maybe if we if we went with our uh, true anniversary uh, episodes, maybe. That might randomly fall. No, that on. would still be uh, that would still be an even. Would it? Because it's, it's fifty-two weeks. Yeah. Ugh. So oh. It doesn't matter what you do. Oh, I got a bad end of this deal. <laughs> anyway, hi everybody. Welcome to the show. Why are you complaining? Well, I'm not complaining. You sounded like you're complaining. Yeah, I was complaining. I had a complaining feel. You're not wrong. We're doing. Uh, we just shot. Shot. We just recorded full marks. If you haven't been listening that's true. to that, full uh, marks. That's fine. But if you want to, you could. We're going over every Marx Brothers movie. So we just did a full one of those. We're going to do one of these, and then we're going to do one more episode. And everyone except for Lane is really enjoying full marks. There you are. So stay in your lane, Lane, and stay away from Full Marks. Is, is Lane, not, Lane not enjoying Full Marks? That was one of his questions, was how are we feeling about doing Full Marks? He, oh, okay. He felt it was a bit much. Oh, and like it's it too much work It's kind us? of smooshing together in his mind, all, all the Marx Brothers stuff. Oh, okay. Interesting. All but right. But you, you came out quite strongly in, in favor of Full Marks. You felt it was right in your wheelhouse. Huzzah, huzzah. Tulu, tulu. <laughs> uh, I say. Here's the only problem. I gotta... That's from our Dr. Seuss podcast. Yes. Uh, here's what's going on in Vancouver right now. We've got the worst, or at least we did yesterday, the worst air in North America. Uh, yep. because we made the mistake of, of setting our self-esteem on fire. <laughs> it's just been burning. And uh, yes. t- t- it burns and it, it burns our eyes and our souls. What we've got is right now we've got, uh, you look a up a record the s- number of forest fires. Yeah, you got to look up in the sky and you see the sun is blood red. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it means Superman cannot function in this environment. Because it cannot function under a red sun. We are in the same position that uh, Krypton was before it blew up. Well, luckily for us, uh, Donald Trump has, has told us there is no climate change, global climate change. That's so right. Thank goodness, or we could be in real trouble here. Right. But right now in BC, we have, I believe the number at this point is 533 different forest fires raging throughout the province. Oh, my gosh. Some are huge yeah. and some are small. So it sounds like an awful lot, but a lot of those are smaller ones. Which have the potential of getting very, very large, of course. Um, That's how fire works. But, fingers crossed, we're looking for some rain this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I would really like that because I spent uh, several several days at work working outside and I, got, I have a really sore throat. In fact, today at work I wore a, I wore a mask, which I should have wore yesterday when I, f- I felt my throat starting to get Right. Sore. So the weird thing is you were wearing, I saw this, and you were wearing a yeah. fetish mask. Which yes. doesn't protect no, your mouth at it all. Doesn't. It it's doesn't. It's uh, one of those leather things that yeah, just covers yeah. your whole face. It doesn't make eating a and banana really interesting. Yeah, and then you yeah. have to unzip your mm-hmm. mouth and, exactly. and, and and do the thing. And and here's the other thing at work that's weird: is that you're always eating a banana. 
All the time. With one hand is always eating a banana with <laughs> no matter true. what other things you're doing. That's right. I'm so, like, again, you're making the most of a bad situation. Yeah. I like one of those monkey dolls that you get when you're a kid, like a, or people would have it, and it always had a banana in its hand. Yeah. And you're like, that really limits what you can do with your monkey. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what things are like in BC. <laughs> Right now, did I did I say something wrong? I'm I'm literally uh, looking forward to going to New York next week for some fresh air. Oh, yeah, that seems like that shouldn't be the case. Like leaving Vancouver, yeah. Canada, yeah, to go get some fresh air. Yes, in New York City. In New York City, yeah, it seems like oh, odd. can't wait to get to the top of the Empire State Building and just get a nice big gulp of air in my uh, lungs. <laughs> oh, that'll be so nice. Yeah, it's terrible. But literally, mm-hmm. I'll be able to see the sun be the color that the sun is. Yeah. Though it's going to be very hot there. It's going to be like, uh, if you're talking in Canadian metrically stuff, it's going to be like at least 30 degrees every day when I'm when I'm there. Usually Blah. 32. Blah. Yeah. But then, you know, we had it, not right now, but a couple weeks ago, we had it like 33 degrees, 34 degrees here. We did. And I did not enjoy that. I don't do well heat-wise. In a well. No one does well in a well. Except for that ring girl. But I, yeah, I just, I find myself not, not, I just don't, it's not that I wilt at 24 degrees. It's I get really crabby at 24 degrees. Mm-hmm. Like once you get there and above that, I'm a prickly customer. Prickly pear. Yeah, I there's no uh, air conditioning in this building because it would just blow out the wiring. Mm-hmm. It would just go. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in my office here and it's a, it's a picture like an old timey detective office. That's basically what we got going on yeah. here. Sure. Old timey. And so, yeah, I got to be here with like, I got to lower the blinds because I got to take my shirt off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to have a mister, like uh, a, a fella next to me that I call mister. No, that's yeah, not yeah. how it works. And he's wearing <laughs> the same mask as Dave, which is weird. I wonder if uh, they rent them. Mm. Uh, no, it's just like a water misting thing. And I got to have the fan and you got to time it all right. I think he's a luchador, though, because he's always eating a churro. Oh, is he? I think he he mixed up the masks. That is luchadorable. (laughs) And, uh, and yeah, so it's like a whole system you gotta go. You gotta have your shoes off. Mm. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, like, just make, get the heat down while I'm, while I'm working. I'm working on the next Sparks book right now. And, and yeah, holy cow. It's, it was so hot. So incredibly hot. It is, I I end up doing a bit of stuff now at uh, the house while we still have a house uh, in the basement because it's a little bit cool down Mm. there. Yeah. But when I'm there, the cat comes down and is like, Oh, we're going outside. We're going outside. You're clearly downstairs. So we're going outside. So it has an angry conversation with me and I, I do feel bad. A lot of meowing. That's basically what a cat does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's barking, and I go, "Hey, you're a cat." And he goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm reading the wrong wrong cue card." Yeah, he's on Duolingo, just trying to learn a second oh, language. Oh, nice, good for him. Yeah, it shows, it shows a cat that you know wants to expand, wants that's to that's right, explore the world. I need to go to the store and buy some bark. Yes, that's correct. Bark, absolutely. Huh. Well. Not going to incorporate that's rough? Okay. It's too nope, rough. no. I, I'm too hot and uh, my lungs burn too much. I've lost all sense of wit. I do have the book of wit near, near, nearby oh. if we need to oh. reach it at any point. And, that's good. And, uh, br- and, and br- you know what? Let's break the ice with a little bit of wit uh, to, start, to start off with. Now, I'm not sure whether my eyes are good enough to read. Okay. Uh, say okay. stop at any point, Dave. Stop. Okay. That's great. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Igor uh, Stravinsky was oh, yeah. offered uh, $4,000 to compose the music for a Hollywood film. Mm. It is not enough, he said. Uh, it is what we played your, paid your predecessor, replied the producer. Yeah. My predecessor had talent, responded Stravinsky. I have not. So for me, the work is much more difficult. Wow. That is uh, from uh, the Paris Magazine Match. 
There we go. The Paris, of, Paris now Match. we're reading okay. right now from mm-hmm. Reader's Digest Treasury of Wit and Humor. This is a book I grew up with uh, that has wit and humor. Now, Dave, I'm going to pass this over to you. Sure. Are well, you okay reading-wise, glasses-wise? Oh, yeah. I have glasses on. All right. Very good. Uh, let me just find a short Yeah, we can't, we can't write our own jokes right now. So we're just going to give you uh, classic, classic jokes from days gone by. Okay. These are longer stories, so I need to... All right. Flip to something shorter, then. Okay, stage business. This oh, looks like good. a good. This looks Lovely. like a good. Uh, Lovely. Uh, asked if he considered himself successful, Walt Disney replied, "Well, I must be. I owe eight million dollars. It's not bad." Yeah, and you know what he has to do then mm. every day. Yep. I owe. I owe. So off to work I go. I owe. Yeah. And fun fact: he was also anti-Semitic. Hmm. Yep. But back then, thanks. Who wasn't? Thanks. Thanks for. Thanks for that. Perry Como. Oh, very good. Asked Pearl Bailey, <laughs> guest star on his TV show, whether she ever sang for the pleasure of singing. She replied, "Well, if you'll examine the musical scale, you'll find it begins and ends with do." That's not bad. Not, not bad yeah, at all. She did not spontaneously come up with that, though. All well, right. All right. Give me. Uh, give me another stop. Uh, go stop. 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 Very good. Stop, stop, stop. All right. All right. Uh, a sign. Now, Dave, you know I'm from Montreal, right? Or as we call it there, Montreal. <laughs> okay. So, you say it, hey, yeah, yeah, that's right. I wondered. Yeah, you say it like that because oh. you got a mouthful of snow. I'll remember. Montreal. I remember how to say it when yeah, I Yeah, just there. make sure you pack your mouth with snow. Okay. Okay. All right. So, this is a sign in a Montreal restaurant. This okay. is from McLean's Magazine. Oh, a Canadian magazine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> It's a, and this is under the heading Diners Club. Oh. So this is jokes about dining. It's jokes about credit cards. Uh, yeah, we don't accept those jokes here. <laughs> okay. Sign in a Montreal restaurant. Yep. The early bird gets the worm. Special shopper's luncheon before 11 a.m. <laughs> I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> uh, That's good stuff. Uh. <laughs> Oh, just give me a second to get my my act together here. Sure, you collect your collect yourself a little bit. Oh, <laughs> just picturing that because you can picture the restaurant, right? Sure, right. Oh, jeez, oh, can you know? I've never been to Montreal. <laughs> Early bird, but I, I have in mind that the chairs are on the ceiling. Yeah, and they have the ta- tables out in the street. Oh, it's so great! Right in the middle of the road. You're not wrong. <laughs> and I'm assuming there's poutine involved as well. I was reading an article about um, Quebec. Okay, about uh, we call it Quebec. Sorry. I was in, reading uh, in, in uh, Quebec. I, I stand corrected. I was reading an article about Quebec and uh, actually about Montreal. <laughs> and yeah, that's good. Snow mouth. Now pretend the back of your throat is frozen <laughs> from having a big Thank snowball you. in it. Thank you. And uh, apparently in that city, Montreal, <laughs> they, they have a... Uh, you sound like Bonhomme Carnival and I appreciate that. <laughs> He died. He died recently, and they had to have a bonhomme burial. Oh, is that right? <laughs> that was sad. Bonhomme burial. Yeah, they, they just buried him under the snow. It didn't matter. Oh, it was all made of snow, so it's fine. Anyway, the, <laughs> pretty easy to dig that grave. They laid him to rest on a beach. the The interesting thing in this article, though, was that apparently the way it, the way it works in 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 Montreal is they have they set it up so everyone's leases are on the same are the same day. Everyone's leases are on July first. Okay. Your lease expires July 1st. Sure. So what happens is they pretty much have like moving day in Quebec mm. or in Montreal. Montreal. And they they say, uh, 
like you have to book movers like a year in advance or years in advance mm. and people have you know like people it's just the city it's just like in one giant strange musical chairs of people moving from one apartment to another it's and so nice too because it's so scaldingly hot now yeah in the summer in montreal it's so crazy yeah and yeah they had pictures of people like with bikes and they have like a trailer behind their bike which you can rent these trailers sure. and you can put like a mattress on it and a bunch of stuff and bungee it all into this big lumpy thing and, and carry it right with your bike to your next pad man and yeah it's uh it was it's crazy it just seems insane to me that you would make it that way but when then i realized oh july 1st they've timed it so that on canada day no one in montreal can celebrate because they're all too busy helping each other move sure. that moving makes sense. Yeah. or suffering through people moving that around that sounds them. like a very montreal thing to do yeah yeah so ah oh, i see how i see how it works i see what you're up to just for that i'm not going to i'm no longer going to celebrate uh, saint jean baptiste day you would get really angry if they weren't all so damn attractive Mon- my gosh Montreal's are oh, all really quite each It's ridiculous. It's going to sound like uh, Thurston Howell. Montreal. Lovey. No, Lovey. Montreal. Uh, going to Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, that's pretty much. Gillian! <laughs> uh, so, um, I would say, no, if yeah, you ever really? go to Montreal and you go More out More beautiful to, than Vancouver yes, women? whatever. Are, whatever you say. Who are well known for their beauty. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I love everyone in Canada. They're all amazing and everyone's wonderful. Montreal, there's something that you go out onto the streets of Montreal yep. and just go, Yep. This is ridiculous. Hmm. Going back inside. Bye. <laughs> it's fine. Interesting. Yeah, if I'd uh, like, I was I was fairly good looking when I was younger, uh, mm-hmm. when I was like around nineteen, and that's just because I stayed there for a certain amount of years, and then it all wore off, and I got Vancouver face. <laughs> but it's fine. I'm I'm absolutely fine with it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if I'd stayed there, I would be an incredibly handsome person wow. right now. Yeah, you're, everyone in, Va- in uh, Montreal or Montreal is uh, <laughs> very beautiful. Uh, I've been able to hold hold it together with my Oregon roots. Oh yeah, so you got far, a strong my, Oregon face. My my Vancouver face has not yet emerged. Yeah, it's like it's like fine wood you've got. <laughs> it's just got. like good solid that's wood a, base. That's what people say when they see me. They go, "Look at that wood." Yep. Yeah. Why is he wearing the fetish mask? Oh, it all, it's a distraction from that. That all makes sense. Yeah. This is, Hiding this, his Vancouver this, this face. It's fine and fine. Yeah, it's, it's, here's the thing about Vancouver is like, uh, we have insane rent. Yep. We have insane housing costs. Like, crazy. stupid amount. And Ridiculous. as someone who's now looking for a new place, haha, crazy. <laughs> but everyone, uh, cuts it some slack because you go, well, it's so beautiful here. Mm-hmm. Look at those mountains. Yeah. Look at that sea. Yeah. But now that we've got the forest fires, yeah. you can't see the mountains. No. And you go like, well, this is just an expensive stinkberg. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. How dare you? So, yeah. yeah. it's uh, See, listen, listen to all those sirens going by. Yeah. That's all just people fleeing Vancouver right now. Mm-hmm. They, can't, they can't stand it. Yeah. Well, the... Oh, it's going somewhere. Uh, the greatest trick the devil... Play, ever played was making people think Vancouver was a tr- an attractive place to live. And I don't know what happened. For a long time, people laughed at us, scoffed at us, made fun of us, thought we were too far away. The Rockies kept them all out. But mm-hmm. at some point, there was some, some something happened and people thought, you know where I want to live? Vancouver. Because you know why? I can ski in the mountains and then go down to the beach, which by the way, no one ever does. <laughs> no. There's no, pur- there's no purpose. You're no, tired. you can. If you go to the mountains... That all made sense when people did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> right? Right? Both are things that? that you would do. That's, yeah. a, that's a day that a cokehead would have. <laughs> and then the cokehead would go home, and they'd write an episode of The Beachcombers. 
<laughs> and make their money wow, that it way. it sounds really close to home. Yeah. It's if you knew someone. <laughs> I, I lived through a certain time period. I, I guess you did. I, I, I lived near it. Yeah, I remember being in certain uh, workplaces and, and, and seeing things in the bathrooms that mm. was like, oh, well, this marks this time as now. Yeah. There we are. Speaking of uh, shows that are like uh, the Beachcombers, uh, on our last episode, our question episode, uh, you mentioned that you would like to remake Seeing Things. Yeah. Uh, which 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 made me go, I wonder if that's available on YouTube. Oh. And, sir, it is. Is it? Yes. Like a bunch of episodes? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I would like to see some early ones, because I, I came in late. I came late to the game. There's something... Okay, though. I don't want to... Okay. It's one of these shows where you... Yeah, it's going to be terrible. No, no. It's actually not. Oh, it's okay. It's not terrible. Because the thing is, you didn't like it when we were younger. Fair enough. Like, I've tried watching things were, like King of wrong. Kensington, yeah, right? Okay. And you can't watch that now. Comedy. Like, you can't watch it. Yeah. It's un unwatchable. Is that right? I'll have to try Yeah, watch you can it. watch Beachcombers and go like, eh, it's whatever. But this actually still has enough. It's it's all right. But it is from that time period where people talked way too fast for way too long for no reason just to fill time. Like, the scripts uh, must have been insane. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and my wife, Pia, can't take the opening songs oh yeah she's it's the worst songs in the world they're uh. just they're nonsense songs that just sound like rambling guys just talking and uh, it's very weird because you watch the first episode and they have the uh the opening song but like almost spoke sung okay. by someone who's just like talking huh. over the show at a but, time when like he's doing things like the beverly hillbillies Sh- shut well it would be like uh, you know, uh, what, what's, uh, let me tell you all a story about a man named Jed. So the, yeah. so that would be like, tell me all a story about a man named Jed. So now imagine that, but like, Jed's actually like out hunting and talking to people, and the person's just going, let me tell you about a story. <laughs> Uh, about and Jed's saying things, but we can't yeah. hear him yeah, because yeah. the singer is singing over it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the opening, uh, the first episode is oh, kind of really? like, just like, shut up, <laughs> let the show go and yeah, do yeah. a thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, Louis Del Grandi, and and it's all based on him. So it's like it's his real uh, wife that he's divorced from. Like right, the show is, is about his real wife. Yeah, actually yeah, wife. yeah. But they got back together again, right? Like oh, in real they? life. Yeah. So oh. they divorced, got back together, and oh. so it's 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 her. That's kind of a happy ending. It's it's nice. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. So it's they, they got a real kind of good banter and what have you. Mm-hmm. He's got a son on the show though. Uh, that uh, Chris is that what his son's name? I is? don't know. I was just guessing. It's very, very strange because the wow. very first episode is him like going to see his wife and son. They're separated. Yes. That's the thing on the show. Yes. Uh, so he goes to see and he's, he, he shows up at the front door in a Darth Vader mask. Huh. And she's like, you gotta, you gotta tell me when you're coming over. Okay. It comes in a Darth Vader mask. And you're yeah. thinking, what's this all about? Yeah. That's like very different and weird. It's a weird yeah, thing. Yeah. But then he's got the mask for his son who likes uh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Except he can't remember Chewbacca's name. And that's the joke. But his son is such an uber nerd, like hyper nerd that you're like, is this just his real son? Because mm. you would never hire this kid as an actor because there's, and bless him. He's, um, bless him. Bless his heart. Something's not right. <laughs> When you see the kid, like the kid's definitely got a backstory we should be checking out okay. real hard. Uh-huh. But they're, you know, getting, it was back when parents didn't care about their kids. So they just talk they about care, stuff. No, no. No, they, no, no. But they dismissively they go, we'll see you, we'll see you at five. Go outside until yeah, yeah. the lights come on. Sure, sure. All right. We're not going to have they a conversation sh- that's with That's how you. they showed, they, they, that we, yeah. they cared about it. Hey, there's my guy. Hey, you like that Star Wars, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll see you in a bit. And then you won't see him for a long time. 
Yeah. Or like we're gonna go we're gonna go do a thing, and then of course because it's a TV show. Oh, I got a phone call. I can't do that thing with you. Yeah. Uh, well, your mom's gonna take care of you. Bye. And then you see the kid like again, and he's looking at something, and they tell him, "No, stop it." And that's when you see the kid. But there's something odd about the but kid. But at least at least those parents let their kids play and have fun. Like nowadays, it's just a parent walking two feet behind their kid, looking at their phone, while the kid just kind of walks around. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't seem like much fun. I'd rather just get kicked out of the house and go go play. Yeah, it's. I mean, because that's the that's the childhood you had, and mm-hmm. uh, so uh, yeah, everyone thinks the childhood they had was the best. You know, I'm, I'm no, sure. No. I'm sure. I, I I'm am, sure people who had a stick and a hoop thought like that was the best yeah, childhood but you could have. But they're wrong. There you go. I bet. I bet kids now would look at uh, what you had and go like, "Oh, what'd you do?" I don't know. You just go outside and do what? Run around <laughs> and do what? You know, run around. Yeah, it's oh. fun. Wait, what would be fun? What would you do? Play tag. Like, what do you? What's that? What do you mean? Like, Play you just, hide and seek. Wait a second. Kick so, the can. What do you mean? Kick the ride can. Skateboards. Go ride your bicycle in the park. Well, what go about swimming with your friends? Where would you swim? The swimming pool. Is that all open all the time? Most of the time. It's open two months a year. Fifteen cents. Two no. months a year. We had two pools in Coquitlam. Oh, did you have an indoor pool? Yeah. It was all a right. farther walk, but we could still go All there. right. Fair enough. Chimo pool. That was the uh, I wonder indoor if it, pool. Spiny pool was the I, I wonder if at any pool. point we're going to have that turnover and people will just go, eh, free range kids. We're going to make them free range again. I wonder if that could happen. Oh, well. We would, got rid of straws. It would take <laughs> It would take shutting down the 24-hour news cycle. That would that would certainly make we may get better. so saturated by that that uh, that it, it means it nothing itself? anymore. It just becomes white noise. Yeah, could be, could be. But until that point, people still believe in in Fox and Friends, mm. which tells you that it's not reached saturation point yet. Do you know where Fox and Friends is shot out of? Like, are they uh, a canon? Yes, but are they no. are they in New York or are they in Los Angeles? Are they? I really in don't DC know anything about it. They... I know the name of the show just because I'm staying in New York across from. Uh, Fox, like the Fox okay. TV station. Yep. I'm just curious if that's where they're uh, where they're out of, or if there's one in Washington or where where they are. I imagine they have satellite stations. But yeah, I but I, I'm be- I'm betting they're New York. Los Angeles. They, they seem be. very New Yorky. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of where people think things should happen. Like serious serious things happen there. Frivolity happens on the West Coast. Serious things happen on the East Coast. Right, and the East Coast, you can walk to everything from where you are. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Last time I was in New York, well, actually, the very first time I was in New York, I, I made my way around because of movies. I was <laughs> like, well, Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, he ran from there to there. Okay, so I know this. Okay, well, wow. David Letterman, he does bits around here, mm. so I know he must be around. There it is. Okay, which means 30 Rock would have to be down this street to there it goes. Okay, so that means FAO Schwartz would be, yeah, that's where that is. Yeah, I'd seen enough New York from when I was a kid that... Uh, yeah. You know, growing up, that I yeah, I could actually make my way around it. Okay, huh. it was like this fictional land. Yeah, it was yeah. like uh, visiting Narnia. It's like yeah, okay, I get it. Everyone, take a drink. Yeah. Or if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you could make it around. You could probably make it to Mount Doom if you had to, from the Shire. <laughs> no, I. Couldn't. You don't think you could? No. Why? Why? I wouldn't remember any of that detail. Well, okay. Oh, gone. Now it's Mount Doom. Is that near Sauron? Yes, it's in Mordor. Right. Well, wouldn't you see something in the distance? It's on the border of Mordor. Excellent. I love it. Uh, wouldn't you <laughs> see the giant eye? Like, the giant eye you'd I be able to see from a good distance. I think the giant distance. eye is a movie thing, but... Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but you'd be able to see, like, you know, it's a it's an active volcano. So clearly yeah. you've got some smoke coming out. So sure. there, when you get fairly close, you're going to yeah. see that. But, but I guess, but then you'd have to know where you're going. Like, Hawaii has active volcanoes. 
But uh, but more than one. But I would have a hard time finding Hawaii, not just because it's over a long way over water. Even if it was just land between us and Hawaii, it's still you wouldn't be guaranteed you're walking in the right direction. Hmm. You could start off and go, well, I'm going to go towards Hawaii, and then you're you're heading towards the Arctic. Okay, you read you read the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy of books. Yep. Uh, did at any point in Lord of the Rings any of the people looking for Mordor go, are we lost? Or are they straight straight go to it, no problem? Uh, well. I know they had Gandalf for most of it. Gandalf led them, and then Gollum leads Frodo and Sam through into But they Mordor. needed someone to lead them. They needed someone to lead them, yeah. It wasn't just, hey, just Let's go follow this direction. East. Yeah, yeah, just follow the sun. No, they didn't. Okay. They had, they had help. And I think Gollum was particularly helpful because he was able to help them avoid orcish bands and things like that's that. That's what I wonder. It's like you see a Although bunch he of... led them straight to Shelob, which just wasn't so nice. That's what you're going to do. Uh, like, I just wonder if you see a bunch of orcs, you're like, well, I'm going in the right direction. There's been less orcs. Maybe this isn't where I should be going. Yeah. So you got to get really dodgy with the orcs and whatnot. I mean, I do believe that there were roving bands of orcs, but he helped them to evade them. And what would the orcs do in their roving bands? They're just like patrols and stuff like that out looking just checking for stuff yeah well they call it a day at the end of the day and they go take a nap maybe, maybe. yeah all right i'm not i wasn't i'm in no way in command of the orcish military but but yes i imagine that they would be like any armor army sorry they would have uh you know their patrols they would have their hours of active duty and their time off where they could rest you know i mean let's face it sauron he ran a tough army but it was a fair army <laughs> I think everyone can agree with that. I was yeah. looking forward to the Lord of the Rings uh, Netflix thing or whatever that was. Who's whoever's what? doing it? What you know? You know what? the most. Who are you talking ex- about? You know they're doing the big TV series. What? Who is the Lord of the Rings TV series? They've already done the movies, sir. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Are you not familiar they with this? Run it's the most expensive TV series that's ever uh, ever happened. What? It's coming up. Yes. Where are they filming it underwater? No. Not a second. Let me look this up. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings TV series. Uh huh. Sorry that I have to look stuff up, but. Uh, Vancouver? Why is it saying Vancouver? Oh, it's being filmed. Oh, that's right. Amazon. That's who's doing it. Amazon's doing it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a a hundred. uh, Yeah, it's a hundred billion dollars. They're saying (laughs) almost. Uh, That can't be right. Yeah. I mean, it's spread over. Oh no, no, no. Jeff Bezos, who has a hundred billion dollars. Oh, I see. Is doing the thing. No, that can't be a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. That seemed a lot. Anyway, Amazon's doing it. Uh, but from what I've uh, been told by my uh, by my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be focusing on uh, who's the handsome guy, Aragorn. Oh yes, big Strider? focus on on his. Uh, I like to call him Strider. A bit of uh, I like his ranger name. A bit of his backstory, which uh, to me, uh, let me just say, this is a this is a podcast yeah. we can cuss on. Sure. Fuck that. That's bullshit. That, that's not the thing. That's not what it's about. The reason Lord of the Rings is so popular, yeah. is it's because a person uh, who is a hobbit. But yes, who is a, very similar to the people who enjoyed the book is the hero of the book. Someone yeah. who would not normally traditionally be a hero That's right. is the hero. But now you're focusing on the stereotypical hero. Yeah. And uh, and this is a discussion I have had with my sister. We both were yelling in a car about this. Uh, but yeah, at, at each other. Oh yes, I went uh, pull it over. Ah, no, she, <laughs> she felt the same way. But it's like you don't focus okay. on that guy. Seems that you're yelling. He's a great character, but yeah. the whole thing is it's someone that you can relate to who is on a quest yeah. who should not be the person on the quest. Well, he's the first person they meet, actually. It's funny that you say that. He's the first person they meet who helps guide them on their way. Because up to that point, it's just a shit show, if I may say that. It's a hobbit show. They just cannot, you know, they, they, they're going to leave. They get, they get, you know, stalled here. They get stalled there. They end up, you know, getting uh, in trouble with a, with a white W-I-G-H-T. Okay. 
who um who is making meth they because have they to, have cancer <laughs> the who has to uh, that's right walter? A, a walter white and uh they but then tom bombadil shows up and saves them and then that we get a, a quite a number of songs from tom bombadil i don't know if that's yeah that's happy. i know that was a big problem with the with the movie for some people it's not enough tom bombadil yeah which you know when i saw it i was i was on their side until I started thinking about how you would play Tom Bombadil. And if you're going to be really honest about Tom Bombadil, he would have <laughs> it's to... It's just fun to say the name Tom it Bombadil is, it over is fun. and over again. If you're going to be honest about Tom Bombadil, you would have to do his voice in that kind of... I don't know if it's Suffolk, in that kind of... That kind of British accent, you know what I mean? Like, it would have to sound like that, because he has to be a very rural character. I don't think there's any more rural an accent. Or maybe he could be a Yorkshireman, but it would have to be... It would have to be very rural. It would have to be that, you know... Oh, I did not know that, Mr. Ariot. You know, that kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. accent. And then... Well, now you're selling me on it. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you'd have to be. And you I like wonder... It. I like it. You wonder if that character could convey the actual power of Tom Bombadil. Because he's actually... He's older than anything else yes. in, in Middle Earth. He's he's basically like the s- symbolic like representation of nature. And that's why there's a scene where, where Frodo or one of them says, you know, why don't we give... Tom Bombadil the ring couldn't you know if he's so powerful couldn't he take care of it and Gandalf says well he could but it would be so meaningless to him that he would just lose it somewhere and mm-hmm. then we would have the same problem you know because he's so powerful anyway but his power is such that he's almost beyond caring about you know what's happening in Middle Earth you know and so yes he's a very interesting character but the beginning of the book is just a just a series of disasters as these bumbling idiots try to like because they never traveled they're hobbits. Hobbits don't leave the Shire. They, that's where they live. That's where they yeah. love. That's where they, that's their life. You know, like Bilbo is like the exception that he actually le- left there and went out and had an adventure and then came back. It's, it's, it's incomprehensible to any other hobbit. And so these four guys trying to, trying to do this, it's, it's just a, a series of disasters one after the other until they hook up with Strider at, at the inn in uh, Rivendell. And then he's able to take them you know, to to um, meet with with um, Gandalf in, at the the Elf City there, whatever it's called. I sounded like I knew a lot remembering Rivendell, but I don't remember the name of the. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I don't remember the name of the Elf thing, but yeah. So, but yeah, it's an interesting. I mean, you're right. Like though the the hook to those stories is the ho- are the hobbits. Like they are not just, and it's not just that they're, you know, relatable. It's also that. They're really kind of cool. Like everything about them is really neat yeah. and enjoyable, and and but and not just stereotyp- stereotypically cool. No, not no, if you not, try I to lay out yeah, a James mean, Bond type character. Yeah, I don't mean cool in that way. I just mean really interesting, or or you know, or something that you can you can sort of bask in who they are, and it's very it's a very welcoming feeling. You know, unlike every, almost every other character you're going to meet in Lord of the Rings, are very austere and cold. You know, and so it's fun when you. It's fun when you have these characters, these little warm characters that keep everything real. Well, at least from the from the movies, it feels like the ones that are interesting are the ones that break out of what they are, and like you know, you're that's part of the story, right? And that's yeah. why the that's why the to me the ending of Return of the King is disappointing because in the book they return to the Shire to find that Saruman and and Wormtongue are there and have taken control of the Shire, and the hobbits are able to use what they've learned in their experiences to drive them away. Sounds good. And it's, you know, and it kind of, it's sort of the culmination of their characters development that, you know, here they come back to the Shire and they're able to save the Shire from these creeps, you know, by, by using what they've learned, their martial skills, their bravery and everything else that they have. And yeah, instead you get this sort of weepathon 
in in the uh, Peter Jackson version, which you know it's just I don't find it that enjoyable. I think myself. I think they'll probably change that for the Amazon version like i'd be surprised if well i mean happen. if it's gonna be a prequel i mean if well i i don't think it could be i think it's got to yeah. be the full thing but i think they're gonna really lean on uh they that to retell the story what's that they're gonna redo the whole movie like redo well, not, the whole story again? yeah i think they're really getting into it like wow. it's gonna be long wow. like real detailed that's I why mean, it's costing so much dough oh uh, yeah i mean if that's what they want to do they do Wow. That's what they that that is what they want to do. That's what Amazon wants to do. It's funny when when the movies were coming out, and I mean, I'm a huge Peter Jackson fan at that time. Anyway, I was a huge Peter Jackson fan, and the the, the bloom has come off the rose somewhat since those days. But uh, I was I was so certain how great those Lord of the Rings films would be that I reread the books one last time because once the movies were out, I would never need to reread them again. The movies would answer my my Lord of the Rings yeah. yen. But it turns out that they really can't. No, nothing can replace. Nope. You know the books. Even though when I reread the books, I don't read all the songs. I just skip them. <laughs> I feel like I read them once. That's enough. Sure. I don't need to read page after page of these songs. I just feel like, and this is a slight uh, conversational change. Uh, it is slightly changing. Uh, is is that I think that Lord of the Rings is a good a- example for it's like say you're a little bit socially awkward and you're and you want to get into like reading and you just start that that is a good example of like you know friendship and working together mm, and yeah, it's yeah. you know it's and i think you know because uh recently there's been some people i know who have had to deal with these um comic skate folks and comics oh, really fo- yeah oh. and it's 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 kind of an ugly situation yeah and, and whatever and for those who don't know it's just Eh, it's the gatekeepers and it's like you know people are just a bunch of trolls yeah right but i i was thinking about it the other day and i was thinking like because i watched uh i watched this um little commercial for uh uh for a justice league movie and it was uh it takes place in another reality and it was Is it an animated one an animated one okay. it was animated by bruce tim who uh, you know did the batman the animated series sure. very good sure and there's just a little quick scene off the top where it's like you know it's this alternate version of wonder woman and then you just see superman sitting on a couch and he and i think it's super yeah it's either yeah it's superman and he, he calls her a bitch and that's like in the commercial right what yeah i know and it's just like Superman shouldn't be calling Wonder Woman no. a bitch. No. And like you look in, uh, they just did like the Killing Joke, and you had like Batman having sex with Batgirl, and it's like, yeah, that was well, that no. shouldn't be right that either. That was a no as well. And I was and I was trying to think of, uh, I was trying to think of like you know, I was thinking about Batman, and Batman is the coolest character in the DC universe, okay. right? But I think Batman is actually as as much as I like the Hobbits as a good example. I think Batman's a shit example because Batman, and, and this is this is, sounds like I'm just doing a straight out joke because it is, but he's a guy who literally lives in his parents' basement. He never left home. Okay. You know, everything's about him. When you mostly see him in the basement, there he's looking at a bunch of screens and he's sitting in a chair. Yeah. And he's alone and he's being served food uh by his butler yeah and normally he goes no and he doesn't want the food even though the butler's been like preparing it this whole time yeah and he's got all the toys and he's a jerk to everybody for the most part like that's the one they keep coming back to is he's a growly mean jerk but absolutely everyone around thinks he's super cool yeah and i'm like well that's a bad example you know, like that, you could really relate to that if you're a guy who's sitting in front of a computer screen, who's being snide and sarcastic. Yeah. You know, who's got a bunch of toys, who's, you know, in the dark, you know, who's, who can't get, break uh, away from I the past. They're called statues. There you go. Who can't break away from the past, who keeps reliving the past. Yeah. And old, old, uh, you know, uh, grudges. You know, it's like, yeah, that feels to me like that's who, that's who Batman is. And, and they, they, they keep tapping into these things of like the dark side of, of Batman. But I think yeah. like that's because that's, 
always been inherent in Batman. Sometimes they'll do like a an Adam West thing where he's fun and he's just out in the sunshine all the time and having a good time. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, it's just like someone who's his his shit is the important shit. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. sacrifice for anyone else. It's all really about him. And in fact, he'll sacrifice a kid <laughs> if need be. You know, uh, he's not nice to Robin. He's not nice to the person who's like his best friend. Yeah, you know, he's mean, but it's okay because he's Batman and he's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's all right. And it just feels like that's a bad example. It's interesting. Uh, I've yeah, from people from what I've heard from people, like people who aren't huge superhero fans. Batman is a favorite amongst them mm-hmm. because he is the most realistic superhero, which I find that really silly. I find that more silly than Superman. Like Superman is the most realistic superhero in the sense that he's actually super. He has super extraordinary powers and he's able to, you know, be super. Whereas Batman is sort of impossible because there's no way that a human can do what he does without being superpowered. And I know he spends a lot of money creating gimmicks and stuff like that that help him, mm-hmm. you know, throw a batarang or shoot a bata bullet and all that kind of stuff. But he is essentially impossible. How does he not have a bata bolt? <laughs> Doesn't that seem like something he would have to have as a bata bolt <laughs> to just like fling him up onto a building? Yes. Why doesn't he have a bata bolt? No one knows. He should have a batamarang too. Batamarang would be good. Yeah. I think he does. Doesn't he? No, batarang. He has a but batamarang, like as oh. in for out. Oh, going a bat- out. oh, batamarang. Yeah, 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 going out yeah. and boating. Yeah. Why doesn't he have that? Yeah, he should. If I am writing him, I'll put, I'll put he, that in. He could also just have a bat, a bat, which is a yacht, but it's a bat shape. Oh, sure, <laughs> bit of a reach, but okay, that's fine. It's not a reach at all. Nope. If you can have a batamaran, you can have a bot. All right, a bat. Because we say yacht. We, oh, I guess we say yacht. Ah, never mind. It's a bit of a reach. Um, but yeah, I just feel like that. That's sillier than Superman in the sense that, like Superman, you can his powers. Like let's. See, we'll give him his powers. Yeah. Then it's understandable what he is. But Sp- Batman, let's give him his money. But just at some point, someone's just going to shoot him, and that's the end of it. Well, I mean, Batman is pure. Uh, it's like when people go like, uh, Richie Rich, what a terrible character. All he has is money, and it's like, no, it's fantasy. That's yeah, yeah. what all the Harvey characters is sure. like. Why do people want to be Little Lotta? Because she's strong and gets to eat whatever she wants. Sure. As a kid, that's fantastic. Including whale blubber. Blah. Oh. But like, uh, Richie Rich, he's he's rich. He gets all this up. But you yeah. get that with Batman. It's like, yeah, he gets to do whatever he wants all the time. And and anytime well, yeah, anyone talks sure, against sure. him, they're wrong because Batman's always right. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Superman, uh, here's a guy who has all the power in the world. And the first thing he goes is like, well, well first thing he goes is like, how can I help? I, I would like to help. Yeah. And second thing he goes is, I better get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I'm going to crush a bunch of stuff into diamonds and be rich and live yeah, in yeah. the Fortress of Solitude uh, because who cares? I don't need to yeah. eat and uh, whatever. He's like, no, I got to be a person. I got to go get a job. I'm going to work sure. a nine to five job and uh, do my best and try to have friends. And Batman is like, he doesn't do shit. He doesn't do a job. Like occasionally he'll show up at Wayne Enterprises and like, I run things. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. Bye. And then leave and he'll uh, have sex with some ladies and, oh. you know, he'll do, oh. he'll do sexy stuff. But he's lying to them about who he is. Of course. Which is like a creepy thing to do too. <laughs> and, 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 and Superman's like, I wish I could, uh, I wish I could ask Lois out and wish I got the nerve kick a stone. I find that character so much more appealing. Isn't it? Right now. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> like the guy, like, I don't know. I Everything hope... you're saying there is, yeah. is right up my alley. Golly, I just... But, but I, no, I understand that Batman Which one is... do you feel appealing? Batman or Superman? Sorry. Superman. Okay, that's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, Batman... I mean, I know what you're saying about Batman. It's fantasy and stuff like that. But but I'm just kind of mocking the idea when people say it's he's the most realistic superhero. Right. And I just 
I'm just like, no, he's not. But he's the them, least realistic But to them, I think it is because it justifies the parts of themselves that they want justified. I guess. You maybe. know, it's just like, yeah, I'm a bit of a loner. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a loner. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's like, yeah. no, but so is Batman. Mm. It's like, okay, well, I spend a lot of time in my basement, you know, looking at a screen and figuring stuff out and doing puzzles and whatever. Yeah. So is Batman. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Oh, someone serves me food and they bring me food and I don't really, uh, yeah, so is Batman. It's fine. I do eat it though. To be honest with you yeah i do eat all that food that's prepared for it's me. pretty dumb of batman not to eat the food alfred is like because yeah. you're gonna now get skinny and weak and be lightheaded <laughs> and now you're gonna like pass out from sugar loss when you're fighting the joker he's so intense Mm-hmm. which batman are we talking about the christian bale batman could be really really skinny if he wanted to be really skinny well this is the thing about the difference between superman and batman it's like when people think superman they basically think the Christopher Reeves Superman or a variation on yeah, that Superman. Because he's the best. Yeah. It's like there's not a lot of room, wiggle room about like what type of Superman you are. Yeah. Like Henry Cavill is a very different Superman. Yeah. So that was a little jarring. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's, hey, I'm here to help. Uh, smile. How you doing? Hey, kids. You okay? You got everything? All right. Well, I got to. Oh, geez. I better get going. I got to get my job. Off he goes. But Batman can be like <laughs> anything almost. Like they really spread it out as yeah. to what that can be. Yeah. And that's why it kind of bugs me that like lately it's all like. He's a real asshole who just likes to get a bunch of tail and then like, you know, and but he's still always right. Yeah. He was always right to be doing what he's doing. And it's like, yeah, he's sleeping with Batgirl until she's in a wheelchair, in which case, yuck. <laughs> Not, don't like that. <laughs> Superman went out with a girl who was in a wheelchair yeah. Uh, when she was just in a wheelchair, he was like, "That's fine by me. Yeah. I got uh, no problem with that." And not knowing she's a mermaid, then he finds out she's a mermaid. <laughs> Things like that would scare him off. No. He's still like, oh, "I'm cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down. I'm down what to clown." Her, what was her name? Lori Lamaris. Lori Lamaris. Yeah, he was like, "That That's was that, that was not a stop situation." Whereas Batman is immediately, "Ugh, wheelchair. No thanks. Pass. Hard pass. <laughs> I gotta go uh, see some Catwoman now. Bye, <laughs> jerk." <laughs> There is something uh, so appealing about... I mean, to be honest with you, my favorite Superman comics that I ever read were Superman family yep. comics. I really I'd really enjoy those ones. Just because they're kind of quaint and, and you know, they have that sort of um, strange optimism of a different era. You know, I just, I think it's almost impossible to, to do those in modern times. The only time I've ever seen it done successfully is Mike Allred in that solo comic uh, for dc when dc had that solo line mm-hmm. and they just let mike allred write a bunch of stories and he did he did a uh i guess wonder girl and other friends having a sleepover and it's a whole it's just it's just basically it has no super heroics in it it's just them having a sleepover and and the hijinks and stuff like that and it's just great it's oh so great. that's just a wonder girl story that's not a superman story it's not a superman story but yeah. i'm just saying about in terms of getting tone of that sort of tone of that yeah stuff i mean that um yeah, I guess um, when who I can't remember uh, what's the guy, what's the name of the uh, who's the person who worked on Green Arrow with um, Neil Adams with Neil and Adams Denny uh, Denny O'Neill, O'Neill yeah because Denny O'Neill wrote some Shazam stories in the early seventies as well someone okay. was putting was showing those on Twitter all right and those were appealingly they're appealingly corny sure <laughs> put it that way but this was in the early seventies when they're still you know, Superman family was still kind of, of of the same thing, so you could you could write in that way without you know. Nowadays, people would just be reflexively, you know, unable to do that because it needs to be cool, you know, and that's not cool. That's kind of hokey. But you know, like the thing about it is, is like everything that's good is kind of hokey. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like everything that. Well, that's the thing about the Marvel movies is Captain America is a very hokey character. Yeah, he is. He is a very hokey character at his core. Yeah, and you can and you can have him do all the cool things in the world, but then you know when he kisses a girl, his friends are <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up, guys. Yeah, try yeah. to kiss a girl. Sorry about that. <laughs> shut up. Like he's he is that. Yeah, you know, and they're they're not afraid. They're not afraid to go there. Like with with Superman, you know, or uh, my friend Shane, who's been on the show, uh, McCarthy. uh, He like the classic Superman thing to me is when he was talking in a class. He was talking about Super Superman. He was talking to a bunch of kids, and one of the kids was like a big kid who uh, was ostracized because of his size. Because anytime you're a kid and you're any way different, there. So he was a bit of a bully because he was like he was like shut off from the other kids. They would just make fun of him. And then he had never seen Superman before. And Shane was explaining to him, I was like, oh yeah, he's got all this power and he's very strong. And so he protects people. And it's like, oh, okay. So he's got strength. And, and, to, and the kid kind of locked into that and went like, okay, well, I'm going to try and help the weaker kids or the smaller kids. It's like, yeah. And that became like who he was. And it was like, that's what Superman does. Superman shows you if you have power, you should help others with it. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you know, you got to do the anti-Trump thing. Sure. You know, it's just like, I've got power. Okay. <laughs> this is not a time for you to collect and bask and make it all about you. This is now a time for you to share that and help others. And I think, you know, Batman and Trump uh, both stay to themselves in front of their big screens and, and Trump with this little screen tweeting. And they're both millionaires that live ostentatious lifestyles when they should probably spread the wealth around. <laughs> Feels like yeah. Wonder Woman, if she's rich, would like give the give the gold away, wouldn't she? Wonder Woman would hog a bunch of gold. Don't know. I think she wouldn't. The one thing, the one thing I really do like about Wonder Woman, as far as a superhero goes, is Wonder Woman is. Is the, this original Wonder Woman or the new Wonder Woman in the movies? You know what? A little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both, but I feel they're different. Okay. Wonder Woman in the movies does have a little bit of the chosen one destiny thing, which I'm not a big fan of. Okay. I don't like that you you're gonna have to go this path because you're the only one who can do it. The original Wonder Woman I prefer, which is the story of she learned she's she's living in paradise. She's living in an amazing world with all her friends and family and has a great time and loves her life to death. Yeah. Learns there's trouble somewhere else in the world. Goes, well, I can't let that stand uh, when we can help and goes over to help. And that's her thing. Her yeah. whole thing isn't your parents died. So now you're, you're all damaged and messed up. Yeah. Your planet blew up. Uh, your uncle Ben died. Now you feel guilty about this. Uh, you were trained as a super soldier. Uh, no, it was just, oh, someone needs help. All right. Well, I can help. Better help. All right. Uh, where is it? America's over there. Okay. Let's go. So, so she goes to help because yeah. that's what she does. She just makes the choice to do the right thing more than I yeah. think any other superhero. So in that way, she, I think she's got one of the best okay, origin you were, stories. You were talking about the comic there. Yeah. Where's the, where she does really want to help. I say she went to the wrong place in the movie if she went to America. Where's the war? <laughs> so over there, dear. Oh, yeah. Sure. There was some, there were some problems with, you know, she wanted to kill somebody and. She kills the wrong person, <laughs> and they really, they really do smooth over that real fast. Where it's just like, yeah, okay, I know this is the person to kill. Killed. Hey, nothing changed. Yeah, that wasn't the guy. Ooh, <laughs> we know that it's a villain. She doesn't know that it's a villain. Yeah. To her, she just killed an innocent person. Yeah, yeah. Badly. Yeah. Very badly. Yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, there's there's flaws to that. Hopefully, things get fixed later. On. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie doodle. I yeah, you know I thought that movie was okay, so it's pretty good. It's got a couple of really good scenes. That was my review of that movie. Pretty good. Yeah, it's no Green Lantern. <laughs> well, <laughs> Green Lantern, but a movie is made that well. That's 
I still can't get my head around that that's a Martin Campbell film. For someone who seems to have this instinctive understanding of James Bond in a weird way, I mean, he's made two good movies. And they're both pretty good movies, Goldeneye and Casino Royale. Yeah. Green Arrow is, or sorry, Green Lantern is not a good movie. Not at all. How dare you? <laughs> You're the first person to say that. It's just weird. It's no, that felt person. like that film. I would, I, I would really like that. Like I know, many movies lately have taken shots of that film. Yeah, uh, Deadpool has taken Deadpool, a, yeah. a delightful shot. Sure. Uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies take okay. a delightful shot at okay. it as well. It's just it's become the target. Yeah. But I would really like to, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds has said he has not actually watched the entire movie. Uh, I would really like to just like get everyone who was involved, including oh, what's his name, the director of Ragnarok, Taika, Taika Waititi. Yes, all of them, and just go like, so what happened? What happened? Break it down. What do we think happened? At what point, you know, was it just too much notes? Because it's like it's a good group of people who have all done good things in other uh, places, and in yeah. fact, very similar things in yeah. other places, and yet this was just this uh, this configuration that all just led to the worst thing ever how it's just a, and not as in a mean way of just like you should be ashamed but just as in how did that happen where where, where how can we prevent yeah. this again you know you have a you have a fire you try to then go through what caused a fire so you don't have other fires yeah it's a very odd i was just looking at sorry i was just looking at martin campbell because yeah. i'm curious what other films he's done i mean we know he's done casino royale and goldeneye yes uh he has done the Legend of Zorro, the Antonio Banderas. Yeah, all right, it's fair. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Uh, was there a second Zorro movie? The Mask of Zorro. He also did that as well. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that is a film that you don't think has a sequel. He did an interesting film that I tr- I watched called Cast a Deadly Spell, and it had Fred Ward in it, who plays. It's like a noir yeah. film. It's an in color noir film, but it takes place in an era or in an age or in a place or a d- dimension or whatever universe that has magic in it. People can have people can have magical abilities. Okay. Like a lot of people will light their cigarettes with their fingers. They'll sure. snap their fingers and they'll have flame. All right. And his character refuses to use magic. He says old fashioned. Yeah. You know. He wards it off. And he's he finds himself part of this mystery that's sort of culminating in someone trying to uh you know bring about Cthulhu like creature Cthulhu like creature into the into our universe. And it's a pretty interesting Movie. It's not entirely successful. I guess it was like an H- early HBO okay. produced movie, and he directed that. It was interesting, so I'll give him that one. It's not great, but I think it was. You know, I think it's more hampered by this budget more than than story or or direction or whatever. Because it was, you know, it had some good actors and it was pretty good. I'm just trying to see what else he's. Uh, Vertical Limit. Remember that movie? Oh, that does sound familiar. Edge of Darkness. The uh, Mel Gibson travesty of the original great bbc uh miniseries and what was that one about it's about a man whose uh, daughter gets killed yeah and he starts trying to investigate what happened and he discovers that she was it was had to do with nu- about nuclear waste and and uh and how they were getting rid of it and stuff like that and and he ends up it's a pretty it's like the original series is I I thought I thought quite gripping. I, I tried to make you I think we watched it one time. Okay. But unfortunately that was a day that my mum had insisted on taking my grandma by herself without my grandpa out shopping as a break for her. And then my grandpa lost his mind and was calling our house every 5 minutes looking for her. Hmm. That was really frustrating. So I bet you think I eventually just took the phone off the hook so we could watch it in peace. <laughs> yeah, just constant call or constant call. Is Rhoda there? No, Grandpa Rhoda isn't here. Grandma, Grandma's not here right now. 
She's with my with my mom shopping. Remember? She's with Ellie shopping? Oh, okay. Alright, Grandpa, bye. Five minutes later. Is Rhoda there? No, Grandpa. She's not here right now. She's with my mom shopping. Five, you know, half an hour later. Will you get off the fucking phone, Grandpa? <laughs> Driving me insane. I'm plugging the phone. You'll have to have a nervous breakdown on your own. <laughs> You know what? Tough but fair. <laughs> Tough but fair. You know what? We're we're getting near the end of the episode. Are it's we? Gotten uh yeah, because we're gonna do another one. Oh yes, we got to do another one. So these can only be a little over an hour. So I think we should wrap up with a, l- a little bit more wit. Okay, just because it's gonna end on. A are nice we gonna note. Are we gonna wrap up already? Well, yeah, it's an hour. It's our show. Okay. Our show, and then another hour show. Oh, okay. Because it's an hour, and then an hour, another hour show. Okay. Is that too, is that too short a show for you? It's a little short, and I, we had something that we were gonna. I wanted to do in this show, and we. Oh, okay, go ahead. Do it because that. Oh, here we'll just take a. Go ahead. We're gonna take a quick pause, everyone. Sure. This will not be in the show. Uh, it's that list that uh, Thomas Calloway sent. Sounds friend. good. Let's do it. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. That was a brief intermission. What? What are we doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who are you yelling? There's nothing like me trying to wrap things up to make things not wrap up. <laughs> Okay, we'll, well do more. We'll do more wit in these in the in the next episode. Yes, we'll do okay. we'll do more wit in the next episode. All right, because so what, we what's going to on, Dave? Do this. Well, because what's up, Dave? We got a I got a little message from a listener. Okay, Thomas Calloway. Hi, Thomas. How are you doing? Asking where's where's your grandmother? <laughs> Is Rhoda there? <laughs> no, Thomas. My gra- grandma's not here. She passed away in 1994. She did get to see Mary born though. I was oh, always, that's nice. I was happy about that. But I don't know what business business it is of yours, Thomas. Anyway, Thomas wrote and he said, hey, guys, remember when in episode 43 nope. of Sneaky Dragon? <laughs> Let me just cut you off there, Thomas. <laughs> I feel like that way all the time. <laughs> okay. Like, I feel that way like a, a, a week ago. Do you remember last week's show? No. <laughs> I really so when do. you gave out your PIN number. Oh, was that what I did? Well, you know. That explains my bank account. Yeah. So he said, remember in episode 43? Yeah. Remember we did that little thing? You maybe don't remember this, but we no. did a little thing where we like chose our top 10 movies. Okay. And we talked about our lists. And then we invited listeners to send us their lists of top 10 films. Very good. And then we made fun of their choices. Okay. It was quite a good bit. People enjoyed it quite, quite and sent us their... They loved it so much. They stopped sending us... That 300 episodes later, yes. someone has asked for this again? Well, I guess he was talking about it with his girlfriend. Okay. And she said, oh, I would love to send my top 10 list in and have them have them uh, dissect my taste. Is he, is, he, is he just trying to pretend he's got a girlfriend? I don't know. I, it's like I it's from his girlfriend, like in quotes. Quotation yeah. marks. Right. I don't know. I'm going to ask my podcast that lives well, in Canada. I just noticed something though. <laughs> every one of these, uh, every one of these movies has a character with a big beard. Oh, oh that all makes sense. True. All right, let's go through them. No, that's sorry. Okay, so I don't know. Should we start at ten or one? Ten. Okay. So this is a this is a list from Brittany Porter. Hi, Brittany. Hello, Brittany. Of her top ten favorite movies. Love it. All right, let's do it. Some are old. Some are new. Some, some are, are loving. Some had are me a blast. So, some are so new. I don't know if you should be able to put movies on that soon. But anyway. Okay. That's fine. It's so new I haven't seen it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But you have. All right. Number 10. Number 10. Are you ready for this one? I sure am. Little Miss Sunshine. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, why has Sufjan I... Stevens' music in it. Puts it a, up a notch for me. Yeah. 
You know what? Uh, when I first saw it, I really, I really enjoyed it. I still like the dancing at the, as a family. Yeah, I love any, I love any film where a family decides to help out someone in a way that's embarrassing. Yeah, because I think that's something families should do. It's a, I mean, that's a that's one of the best things, uh, loving things you can do is let yourself be embarrassed. Like your kid gives you a, a dumb shirt. Yeah, and you wear it in public because your kid likes the shirt and, and is happy that you like the shirt, so you wear the shirt. Uh, dancing and dancing in public. Like uh, with uh, in a very embarrassing, weird, psychosexual uh, <laughs> situation, I thought that was that was pretty good. I don't know if it ages as well as uh, it could, but uh, but uh, but I like it. I'm trying to think right now. I saw like Alan Arkin in a very very similar movie like later on, uh, and I went like, oh, this is just like Little Miss Sunshine, but like a little bit different. Okay, but I'm gonna look up now what that movie but they were, is. They're trying for that. Yeah. Well, the one thing I always thought was wrong about that film was that they make heroin addiction seemed like a, a good peaceful way to live out the last days of your life mm. when probably the, the last days of your life you don't want to live out you know being terribly addicted to something that kind of takes over your life and just becomes sort of all-consuming which is you know what actual heroin addiction is rather than movie heroin addiction where you seem to be able to like you know take it or leave it if you if you want but that's not what it's about folks it's really quite a it's really kind of an awful way to uh to go they're and making, they're making that yeah just seem a little too late yeah. and also most people who who use heroin die on a toilet because heroin has tons of of filler in it and most of the filler is like chalk and it really bungs up your system and so you'll end up like lenny bruce or elvis you know and you'll die on a toilet that's just the way it goes there's a great song by um not by the holy motor rounders but by peter stapfel and the bottle caps uh it's a song basically celebrating uh, the fact that as a junkie, you can never take a poop. So it's, uh, yeah, that's the one part of the movie that I found objectionable. And the other part that I did not, that I found really disturbing was mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie, they're having a family dinner and they have a big bottle of seven up at the table like it's milk. <laughs> and I just, ugh. Yeah, that did seem, but it seemed very realistic. I, I can't, uh, I can't see what that movie is. I will try to remember another Inspector time. Clouseau. No, it was not. Though, yeah, he was Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Haven't seen it. You've never seen The Shawshank Redemption? No, it's one of those movies that people raise their voice when I haven't seen it. Yeah, I yeah. Would... People do no, that I've never with... seen that. Eh? People do that when I say I've never seen that. Uh... I'm not a huge fan of prison movies for the most part. I've never seen I Dances with a... Wolves. I find so... them a big bummer. I okay. remember when I saw this Life. the opposite the, of a bummer. But the okay. Eddie Murphy uh, movie with Martin Lawrence, I think. Okay. I think, and... Uh, I just found it such a drag. But oh, oh okay, yeah, I understand that it's that it's not that. Yeah. I get that. But there's going to be a I know there's going to be a there's whole bunch of like elements. Oh, yeah, so there, are, there are some there are some elements. Yeah. You know, it's funny because there is the uh, book that that comes from the Peter uh, Peter the Stephen King book uh which is called Different Seasons and it has also has the body in it which became uh, mm-hmm. Stand by Me. And then has Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which is what I read first. And I, and I love that story so much. When I heard the movie was being made, I thought, well, this would be great. It'll be fantastic. And, and actually it is like, it's a really, it's a really accurate, it's a really accurate translation of the book into the movie, except that it leaves Rita Hayworth out of the title. Um, and that's because that's a poster that Andy yeah. Dufresne has in his cell. That he's uh, digging. I know most of it, and I probably yeah. You play through osmosis of cultural osmosis of you know. Get busy living. I'll get busy dying. There you go, and but yeah, you can't beat the sort of uh, story of human spirit, and not just that, but the fact that he he shares his he shares his what he's done with with his friend, you know, like uh, you know, and so it's a way, you know, it's it's a story of hope and of recovery and repair, and I really like that element of it, you know. 
It's, would uh, you say it's the best Stephen King movie? Hmm, that's a good question. The best Stephen King movies would be uh, Shining. The Shining is quite good. Dead Zone is excellent. The the David Cronenberg. How do you feel version. about Stand by Me? I think Stand by Me is quite good. Yeah, I and Dead Zone I'd give you as well for sure. Stand by Me is a, is a very good one. I would put that up there. Christine's pretty good. Uh, I didn't like Firestarter. How about Carrie? Carrie's very good. Yes, Carrie is really good. Carrie really conveys the 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 feeling in the book of of, be, of being that girl who's different, who is so sheltered, you know, that, that can't fit in with other people, and you know, in 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 her school life, mm-hmm. and then you know, the end of the movie where she explodes in this this uncontrolled rage. It's so well done by by De Palma. It really uh. It's a real kicker that movie. It's uh, I know you saw it a little while ago and didn't like it very much. And I have to admit, it's been a while since I watched it. I saw it in a very awkward situation with a bunch of mm. uh, teenagers, young yeah, teenagers who did not ex- know what it was going to be. And so it's like the opening scene is a shower scene where everyone's throwing tampons mm, yeah. at uh, at at you know, yeah. sissy spacek yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. That was that was a little rough to watch with uh, people oh, really? who didn't know what was going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's. A very good scene in the movie. Oh, it's a very good scene. It's a use when of, you don't know that it's coming. Yeah, well, and, in a, and in a social situation, yeah, with a bunch right. of teenage yeah. uh, girls that you don't know, mm. it's awkward. I, I guess. Well, you've you listen. You've been a father, so I you've had teenage girls over at That's your right. house. Very you've watched a lot of things with teenage girls that I have not. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of things with teenage girls. I watched a lot of things with my daughters who are, who teenage, are teenage girls. girls. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I have not joined them and their friends watching things, so that would just be weird and creepy. Hey, kids, mind if I sit down and watch a movie with you? Come on, girls. Let old Davey slide in between you. No. Okay. You did, you, you, you did make it creepy. That was good. Yeah. Okay. You. Number eight. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I think uh, that's a very good choice. Read a uh, Shawshank Redemption. Number eight is a strange one to me. Doctor Strange? Not Doctor Strange. Uh, Stranger Things? It's not Stranger Things. Okay. Uh, the Little Mermaid. Like of all Disney films, yeah, The Little Mermaid depends when you saw it. Like, well, I think that's it. It's it, was the, it was the it was the it's a nostalgic choice. Well, it was also it was the turning point but, of Disney movies. But Beauty and the Beast is obviously better. Eh, no, I don't like it. I like Little Mermaid more. Uh, Why? Because Little Mermaid was the film that took us out of fox and hound you I know and, and those kind of things like it was feel, it was a fully realized okay. movie that like worked uh, mm. at a at a level that you could bring regular people to it and not just animation fans yeah. whereas i could be like hey the great mouse detective was pretty fantastic hey fellas you want to go and see this no no one wants to see this okay but little mermaid yeah it's just got good songs and it's uh yeah. moves i mean on. the great, great mouse detective right, it was a step in the right direction and did have computer animation in, in the clockwork, the yeah. clockwork gears section of the movie. There's some good stuff in that, but it's not a mainstream movie. Whereas this was, I think, Disney's first animated mainstream movie. Good songs moved along at a great pace. You don't get Beauty and the Beast without Little Mermaid. No, no, I agree with you. But I feel like to me, Beauty and the Beast is sort of the culmination of of that that duo. Um, I wish I could remember their name. The the two guys who who worked. You know, they also did. Uh, a little shop of horrors for, okay. for Broadway. I can't play. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so Ellen Menken is one. Okay. I don't remember the name of the other person. Sorry. And Philip Spenken. <laughs> Philip Spenken. Yes. Menken and Spenken. Menken and Spenken. That famous Broadway team who went on S&M to S&M duo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think The Little Mermaid's it's like a good movie. I enjoy it. But I hate the lobster character, Sebastian. Okay. I don't know why. It just, just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Lobster would rub you the wrong way probably. <laughs> 
that does make sense. No, yeah. this was that was a film that was definitely better than anyone expected it to be when you went to see it. Oh, and I went yeah. To, and I went to see it as just like, I'll see any animation. Yeah. Holy cow, this is good. Yeah, yeah. And then I also, uh, listen, I'm going to, I'm just going to break into private time and just go, mm-hmm. I saw it around Christmas time. Yep. Whenever it was out. And then the person I was with, uh, we had some fun afterwards. Oh. So it was, uh, which was a nice surprise. So <coughs> listen, I always connect those two you things to, together. You got to dip your little mermaid. Oh, uh, well, now there's no need for that. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I didn't have the power of speech. <laughs> By the way, Ariel, so, yes, yes. if you can't say anything, write it on the sand. Oh. Write it on the sand. Okay. Good advice. Good post advice. Good post. Yeah. The story is done. What's happened has happened. Yeah. Oh, there's no way of communicating. No way Except at all. paper. And, like, I understand she wouldn't get paper and that, pen. Gosh darn Because you couldn't. But you know how to write things on the sand. Okay. You dope. <laughs> um, By the way, when I was a kid, I saw, like, an anime version of Little Mermaid that had the sad ending. Yeah. Oh, I cried like crazy seeing that as a little kid. Oh. Where she turns to foam. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. sad. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. So when I saw this and had the happy ending, I also think I, I like that because it took a little bit of the curse off sure, of the original. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It did Disney-fy it, but uh, sometimes Disney-fy it is good. It's good. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I don't need with Lion King to have the Hamlet sad ending. I'm fine with you <laughs> having a happy ending sure, to Hamlet. Sure, sure. And, right. You know, I just think it, the reason I say it's a strange choice is I don't feel like The Little Mermaid, if you're looking at like the pantheon of Disney films, you know, you're, you know, it's not the one that you're. you're that, I just don't think it's one that stands out the way some do. For okay, me. but what do I know? I'm dumb. Uh, I guess. Seven. I guess Brittany didn't realize this. Maybe mm-hmm. she hasn't heard the uh, question show yet. It is four hours long. That is long. Uh, but this movie is a movie I do not like. Okay. Because, as I said in the show, I do not like living in other people's nostalgia. Okay, it's called The Eagles, the greatest band of all time, which this week <laughs> surpassed uh, Thriller as being like. Uh, the Eagles surpassed uh, Michael Jackson as being like having the number one album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boo. Okay, continue. <laughs> what was the number uh, seven? Is, number seven is Greece. Greece, which is yes. the word. Greece is the word. Yeah. Here's what. Uh, it, oops. There's a few things I don't like about this movie. Here's, all right, go for let it. Let me tell you the first thing I don't like about this movie. One. Dave didn't like it. Tell me oh, right why now. Why I didn't you like you. it? Tell me and how. If you will stop singing, you will learn why. I do not like it because the reason I don't like this movie is you're a guy. It's because I'm a guy. That's maybe part of it. But, you know, it was a popular movie when I was in grade six. It was very popular. My brother had the soundtrack to this movie. So it was played in my house. I did see the movie. And I did not like the movie at all because I liked Olivia Newton-John's character as herself. And I hate a movie where a character has to change themselves to fit into a group. And that's the happy ending. As someone who was a particular oddball in life, and kind of walked his own path, maybe not to great success, but I feel that that is an achievement to be true to yourself and not change yourself to suit other people's tastes. And I always hate a movie where someone is just beaten down into a pulp and the only way they can rise is wearing leather and smoking cigarettes like everyone else and no longer be the the good girl who had nice clothes. And now she's wearing crummy clothes, ugly clothes, when she had really great clothes before, 
And and also she's singing songs that are kind of 50 songs, but are also, you know, it's the disco era. So they have like the disco element to them because we can, you know, we don't want to completely live in other people's nostalgia, but we're going to import their experiences onto the screen. And you're really going to dig them because, you know, it's old fashioned in a way. And we're minding this because of American Graffiti and Happy Days. And now we're doing it as a musical and blah. Very good. What do you feel about this movie? Uh, okay. Um uh, again, I think like it's an it's a movie that uh, you probably saw when you were young and watched a lot, and the songs are catchy. There okay. are catchy songs. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're a bunch of cool kids that beat up nerds. So fuck them. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> fuck them all. Yeah. Uh, the one character does have a cool name. What was that Spicconi? No, no, no. It's Spicoli. I mean, no, from that's the from Fast, uh, Fast Times Times, uh, Spumoni. No, no, it's uh, Franken Frankenbeans. No, no, it's the character played by uh, Ch- uh, Channing. Oh here. yeah, Stockard uh, Channing. Stockard, Stockard Channing, yeah, yeah. yeah Stockyard Channing. Stockard Stockyard uh, racing cars. <laughs> but I can't remember any now. It's like uh, it's not Spumoni, but it's it's not Pinky. You put it Spicoli. No, no I keep saying it, Spicoli. Sanctimony. I can't remember. Rigatoni. Chef Boyardee. That's a good name, though. Yeah. I did a, I did a play, though, uh, where, in my head when I'm driving where we did, uh, parody songs of all of the Greek oh, songs. Oh, okay. Okay. So I know, I know it sure. backwards and forwards, was, all the songs. Was your, uh, parody thing a tour of the land, the country Greece? You know what? That of... was discussed as oh, okay. doing that, and okay. let, let's just do all ancient Greece myths. Okay, but to but to this because okay. you could, yeah, yeah, you could sync it up. No, but what I what I'd done was I just recently done a play uh, that was like a, a called a Closer Walk with Roy Orbison, which is a terrible title. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, yeah, uh, it was by the people that did a Closer Walk with Patsy Cline, which made sense because that's a song that Patsy Cline does a Closer Walk with thee. Yeah. Uh, but they decided to use the same sort of title for. Is it a Walking After Midnight? Well, there's also uh, just a closer walk with oh, okay. the. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, it's a religious song, but anyway, uh, so I had to play Red Robinson in that, uh, and uh, which was a local DJ in Vancouver, and uh, it was an unpleasant experience, even though I met some wonderful people. So when I was doing this version of Greece that we were like making up, I was playing a DJ and I played a parody of my character from that show, yeah. and so it kind of got some stuff out of my system there, where I was Red Redmond. Red Redmond. Yep. Nice and uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, Greece not 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 for me. But if you enjoy it, I'm glad you enjoy it. Number six. Number six is a movie I have not seen. It's called Beginners. It's a movie with Ewan McGregor and Christopher Plummer. Oh yes, yes, yes. I have not seen it. I was going to go. So let's talk about Absolute Beginners with David. Yes, Bowie. that's right. David Bowie. That's a good. With uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't discuss it because I haven't seen it. I yeah, I have not seen it either. But it sounds interesting. I didn't. Yeah. I've never. It it, it uh, went by me when I wasn't looking. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. So we're not going to say very much about beginners. I'm sure it's great. Yep, you and McGregor almost always. I'm going to totally. Good. I'm going to totally agree with you. On I that saw. One. I saw you and McGregor do Guys and Dolls. Oh, yeah. was uh, he in good? The West End. Uh, he was. He showed up late uh, oh. because there was bad traffic. Okay. So about a third of the way through the first act, uh, the actor who was uh, subbing for him kind of just switched places with him. And we're like, is that you and McGregor? Huh? It is you and McGregor. And it was That's cool. McGregor. And he did a really great job of that. He was the lead. I forget what the lead's name is, but the luck be a lady tonight. Jeff Spicoli. Yeah, Jeff Spicoli. Oh, savage. Look, when we do three shows, this is what you get. You get me mixing it all up. The next one's going to be bananas. Okay, so what's the next one? Is it number five? You're going to like this movie. Okay. I think this is a really good movie as well. All right. I've seen it one time. It's absolute beginners. It is absolute beginners. It is absolute nonsense. No, it's uh, The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, wait. That's not the one that we like. That's the one that's terrible. 
Isn't it the Dark Knight that's the one with the Joker? The Dark, yeah, um, wait, yes. The, the Dark, Dark Knight. Wait, it's not the Dark Knight Rises, is it? The Dark Knight Rises isn't the one with Bane and, and it's just a big mess? Well, now we gotta see. Brittany. Are we, are are we, doing are to we us? fighting with Brittany? The Man. Dark Knight Rises, holy cow. I think it might be. Oh, no. Oh, no, Brittany, no. <laughs> Brittany, no. Oh, you have to explain. No, Brittany, Brittany no. Brittany, you owe us an explanation of why this movie no, is so good. No, Brittany, what you, are you had thinking? a choice. You had a choice between the Dark Knight, the movie with the 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 most like one of the greatest performances ever as the joke as Heath Le- Leather as the leather Heath Leather as Ledger <laughs> as the Joker. As, I'm a, sorry. as a piece Come of on, leather, guys. I've been talking for a long time. But as a Joker, and you chose the other movie with with Tom Hardy wearing a mask that you can't let there would be a reckoning of all these movies. <laughs> it's not the hardest of the trinity. Where Batman gets his his back broken and then goes and recovers in a prison okay, in I'm a gonna, desert. I'm going to say what I do like about that was uh, was afterwards someone explained a thing to me and I went, oh, that's nice. Because uh, in the uh, comic books, uh, Ra's al Ghul uh, yeah. is uh, kind of an immortal. Yeah. And uh, how he uh, deals with dying is they put him in the Lazarus pit. Yeah. And then he comes out of the pit and he's a little crazy, but he's uh, fixed. Okay. Right? So Batman, when he gets his back broken, yeah. he's uh, you know put in this kind of prison. But uh, but then you later learn like oh this was the Lazarus pit people work their way out of the pit they heal and they make their way oh, out did, and did if they, they don't that? Uh, they if uh, they, they don't explain it, it in the film fuck <sighs> them oh my gosh because you can't just put something like that from a comic book that I've never read into a movie okay. and expect people to oh, pick it up out of right, nowhere all right fucking God. we've also said some very strong things about Batman in this episode so sorry if that led to that but <laughs> again if you've enjoyed it uh, I liked uh, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman I thought she was fine. Yeah, she's okay. And 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 uh, what's his name? Uh, no, Thomas no, Lennon uh, plays Bruce Wayne's doctor. He is also the doctor in Memento. So uh, Batman oh. takes place in the same universe as Memento. Interesting. And so Thomas good. Lennon uh, presented my wife with her Eisner Award. Nice. So uh, I like Thomas Lennon very much. I met him a couple of times. He's sure. a very nice man. The son of John Lennon. That's John my favorite Lennon. part. That's my favorite part of the movie is Tom Thomas Lennon going. Oh, you got no <laughs> cartilage in your in your knees anymore. To Batman, and you huh. gotta retire, knock it off. My favorite scene in the movie is when he flies out over the ocean, and there's only five seconds left. You know what, though? Someone pointed out to me that they don't actually show him in the in the uh, the the uh, Batmobile or whatever it's called, the Batplane. Yeah. So Batamaran. The Bat the Batamaran. He's not in the uh, the Bat. He's not in the whatever it is. Oh, okay. It's called the Batplane because it's based on. Bi-plane. It's also very similar to. So he the- could not. He could. So the movie. Yeah doesn't tell you but once again fuck the movie for not telling you what's happening okay but he's it's possible he's not in the plane with five seconds left with an atomic bomb attached to it and he can't and he doesn't turn to the audience and go some days you just can't get rid of a bomb like adam west does in the batman movie but that's great yeah then he does that all right um so yeah i just you know we're having we're having a lot of disagreements right now and i apologize it had a great opening it had a great opening sequence with the whole plane thing and all that stuff sure that that was was really great uh, opening sequence quite exciting and tom lennon saying you got no cartilage and you're like (laughs) all right next one is a movie i love very very much okay uh it's sunset boulevard the billy wilder film oh i saw that uh, recently yeah with uh bill holden Mm -hmm. and gloria bill holden my attention gloria swanson Uh, gloria swanson uh, my attention a uh (laughs) Uh, with a with uh, a little well, it has um, 
One time great director, Eric von Stroheim, as, as her uh, manservant. Yeah. Buster Keaton. Buster cameo. Keaton it has a cameo in it. It's playing poker with his friends. There's a few other What a great up. poker face, huh? He How does to play a, poker with Buster Keaton? He does have a great poker face. That's a rough that's a rough hand. That's a very good film. And one of, and one uh, I think of only a handful of movies that are narrated by a corpse. Mm. So there you go. Because the character is I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but when you start watching the movie you'll understand that you can't really spoil it. It starts with it. He's dead. And he tells you the story of why he's dead in the pool. Right. It's a very good movie. It's a great exploration of of old Hollywood, of addiction to fame of uh this narcissism and and also quite funny and also is a great but very funny because yep. it's billy wilder and has a great sense of humor so see it is what we're saying also it's what all those uh carol burnett sketches were based on and you'll yes. if you're like me you'll then go oh now i get them all <laughs> yes oh and then her next film number three number three is also a billy wilder film uh, some like it hot you are correct sir how do you know that because it's the only Billy Wilder movie I could think of. Oh. Uh, the Apartment would be another one, right? Apartment, Seven Year Itch, Stalled Like Seventeen, Porky's Two. Uh, there's a uh, Ace in the Hole, The Fortune Cookie. <laughs> You're just gonna go buy Porky's Two. I am gonna go buy that. Okay, <laughs> buy it completely. Don't insult Bob Clark. No, some like it hot. Uh, yeah, that's very good. Uh, great uh, punchline. One of the best punchlines to a movie. The uh, the final the final final scene. line. Yes, it's a very yeah. good. And so it's one of those things where comedy. Because it's comedy, you can be honest about something. You can be killingly honest about something years before it would be acceptable to actually say it, talk about it in, in, in general society. Which is? That love never knows, you know? Mm, sure. You know? He loves um, the character played by Joe, uh, Joe, Jack Lo- uh, Joey Brown. Okay. Joe E. Brown, the, who's the older, like, rich fellow, is in love with Jack Lemmon. And it doesn't matter to him that he's actually not a woman. Yeah. His final line in the movie is nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, and I love that. Which would have been a good uh, title for the uh, for the movie as well. Mm. But it would have given away the line. <laughs> no, nope. you could have had it right at the very end, and everyone would go, <laughs> "I get it." <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a great film. It's Moves along a, at a good pace. Super great. It's exciting. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Keeps you a grip. And it's not a movie where you spend all your time worried about them being discovered. Mm. You know, like that doesn't dwell on the fact that that there are two men disguised as women playing in an all-woman band. Yeah. It is kind of it's part of the story. The fact that there are issues with it is part of the story, but it's not the entirety of the story. It's just, it has lo- lots of places to go. But it's really... good on the poster and gets you in the theater. Yeah. Yep. And it's a good... It's if you a... haven't seen it, folks, go see it. We go highly... see, I don't see it. Go see it. I think, like, bring it to you, however you would, electronically, and watch it. Okay. So her final choice is... Wait, I thought it was uh, number two. Or her final fi- choices. choices. Yes. Are two okay. more recent films... And I wonder if, when you choose more recent films, if you've had time to really dwell in the movies. But that's okay. Let's... Oh. Did some, someone push it open? Oh. Oh. That's weird. Um, number two. Number two is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. All right. You like that movie? Yeah, it's one of my favorite fil- films, yeah. Huh. That's right up there, yeah. I find those films I can watch once. I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy probably more than I've watched any other movie. Wow. Yeah. Whenever it's on, I can I can watch it. I, I've tried to watch them to both because I enjoyed them both very much. I think I, tr- I watched the first one with you. Did I, we watch the second one as well together? Yep, yep. Yep. And I tried to watch it again on television. It came on uh, Netflix, I guess. And I just, you know, I'd already seen it, so I, I just couldn't get into it. Like, I don't, you know, I knew what was coming and I wasn't interested in seeing more of it. It was mm-hmm. weird. 
Uh, I mean, I enjoyed them a lot in the theater. Like, I really enjoyed the yeah, movie. Yeah, there's no point where I would, like, turn it off. That Where I go, like, oh, now we're into this. Mm. It's like, it just, it's always got something interesting yeah. that's coming up a few seconds from now. So yeah, I yeah. No, it's, 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 um, yeah, I think I prefer the first one to the second one myself, though. How about you? Uh, no, the first one's really, really good. The second one has uh, someone punching God in the face for giving their mother cancer. And so it's like, yep, that's it. That, that to me is like... You know, it's a it's loving not God, but yes, whatever. Yeah, it is God, though. It's uh, it's someone who thinks of themselves as God, yeah. who's been around since the beginning of the of the universe, yeah. who wants just to spread. Like it's 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 a bad religion's version of God, who wants nothing but to spread yeah. and to take over free will. And once that occurs, then all the universe will be perfect. You've just got to give yourself completely up to this to this being. So there's so there's that. But then you look at what the being really is. It's like here's 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 where you know that they're evil, is when they really explain the lyrics of a song to you. And it's like anyone who goes, if you ever really listen to these lyrics, man, you're like, oh, anyone who says that, oh dear, like get out, get out. They're uh, dangerous. They're a nightmare. Oh, it's awful. And especially when it's brandy, where he's just breaking it down, just like, see, man, that's you and me. That's you and me. And it's like, no, no, this is just a selfish bastard. Yeah. But yeah, it's someone who just casually goes like, yeah, I, I just, I had to, I had to give her cancer. And yeah, yeah. and yeah, how often do you get to confront the person who did something that horrible? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and punch them in the face. And then it's good. And the other message, which is so great, is that, you know, people can love you even if you're not perfect. People can love you if you, even if you're not flawed, yeah. and that they treat that like it's so obvious. Like, of course, you know they. And, and it's all about in both movies, kind of getting to the point where these broken characters can say, "I love you" to each other. Yeah, and 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 Rocket can't take that. Mm-hmm. He knows that people are going to go away and leave him alone and reject him because people have not done nothing but hurt him his whole life, except possibly Groot. And 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 the message to him is, no, it's no. Of course we love you, stupid. Yeah. We love you. And we're always going to love you. And it's just like, that's just such a great movie uh, message for a movie to have. Even yeah, if you're flawed. Good. The other m- message is that Mantis is ugly. And at the moment when all of them come together, she'll get a rock in the face. She's ugly? Very, yes, that's that's what she's told throughout the film. <laughs> by and, him. And then... When, yeah, by the guy who can't lie. And then when the movie, the movie has all the characters come together, she gets a rock in the face. <laughs> it's a very strange... Very strange character. Look, it's a weird, this weird thing. Here's what I like about that (laughs) is that in any other movie, it would be a guy getting the rock because you would, you want to break, you want to break the tension. Like they break the, they break the tender moment or the, uh, or the hero moment in the first film where they're all standing around. And then Rocket goes, now we're all standing like a bunch of idiots. Whereas that would be the movie, the moment they would cut. Yeah. In another movie, they just let it go on for a beat longer. And yeah. this one, it's like, yeah, Rock rock hits her. But it hits her. She gets to be the comic relief character. And how often do you get a woman getting to be the comic relief character and getting to do some slapstick to the point of getting a rock hitting her in the face? You know, that I understand. It's a disturbing thing to see, but only because we don't get that. Yeah. You know, you can, you can, you can take it if it's like a Melissa McCarthy and it's like, ah, she's a big girl. She can take it. It's fine. <laughs> she can get knocked down. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. But like, this is like a vulnerable character. Yeah. Who's like, gets her rock. But sorry. To me, to me you, I liked it. Yeah. Now this and, and then she's film, being called sorry. ugly. Yeah. Uh, that's not. I, I know. 
But it's it is something that she's told through. Absolutely. It's uh, but not the, not that that's a bad thing. He's just really honest. Mm-hmm. He's so honest, just like no, you're just really ugly to me. Yeah. And just the thought of having sex with you is just like it makes me want to throw up. And then I like that she says back to him though, I'm not into you. I'm not even into the thing that you are. Like that's not. I'm not even into humans. Yeah. Humanoids. I'm not this. No. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> And they become really good friends, and that's fine. I'm glad you like that movie. I do. It's like one of my favorites. Probably my top five movies. Uh, and this final film you like a lot as well. What was this? It's a brand new film in theaters. Okay. Directed by a stand-up comic. It's called who, Star Wars. Directed by a, st- a stand-up comic. Okay. You don't consider who has, Ron Howard to be a, a stand-up comic? Who has perhaps maybe quit stand-up. Okay. And he directed this movie about... Bobcat Goldthwait? A student... Going to school. Is it Bobcat Goldthwait? No. Okay. It's in the theaters right now. It's in... Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, Bo Burnham. Yeah. Uh, eighth grade. That's right. No, it's one of the best movies ever. Yeah, it's fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. It's so, so good. We can't talk about it too much because... No, 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 no. It's just... Uh, I'm planning to see it on Friday. It Absolutely. Yeah, it's the most terrifying movie you'll see in a long, long, long time. Terrifying? It's so, yeah. It's, scarifying, I think you mean to say. No, no. It's terrifying. Uh, it's not scary. It's terrifying uh, because it's it's all the things that you were the most afraid of. Okay. Not scared. I don't think. Okay. When you were. Yeah. When you were uh, young and uh, and were a raw nerve, these were all the things that really scared you. And like, I know you're saying scarifying, but like, it's not scares. It's terrible. Oh, it's just so it's. Yeah. But it's also very, very funny and very, very sweet and very real and doesn't go for the easy uh, out in scenes where it would be very easy to just go, okay, typical movie would now turn here, and that would be fine. But it, but they don't. They go they go in very interesting directions. And uh, very good work from the dad in that. Very, very good work. And the, the main actor, is she's amazing. Yeah. She's astounding. She's like, absolutely, 100%, you buy her the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one that you will talk about afterwards. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, we're going to go. We I do plan to go see it uh, down in Bellingham on Friday. Right. And she's a ghost. Oh, way to go. Ghost. So, so right now, I'm going to get back to you on your final choice because I have not seen it. And I do want to see Beginners. Um, so we need to thanks see, for drawing that to my attention. I need attention. to see Beginners. I need to see Shawshank Redemption. Yes, you should we see We both Shawshank. are missing two films on them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's just go through her list quickly before we, before we wrap up. Okay. Uh, number 10, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Number nine, Shawshank Redemption. Definitely. Number eight, Little Mermaid. Yep. Yes. Seven, Grease. <clears throat> Six, Beginners. Mm-mm. Mm. Five, The Dark Knight Rises. Well shot. And uh, the football stadium scene where it's all oh, collapsing that's is really pretty cool. great. Yeah, it's done in real, in real, yeah. real life. They really killed a football team for that. <laughs> it was worth <laughs> it. Some people said, that's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then there go the Broncos, and you're like, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. They're not that great a team anyway. Number four, Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Number three, Some Like It Hot. Very good. By the way, Sunset Boulevard I saw in a theater because they occasionally show that. That's nice. In rotations. Yeah. I'm like, that's a good film to see in a theater. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Yay! 2. One of Ian's favorite films. Number one, eighth grade. A mm-hmm. terrifying movie about being eighth. Okay. That's a great list. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for contributing to show number, episode number 43. All right. We're actually not going to have this in episode number uh, 351. I'm going to put it back in episode number 43. So if you want to listen to it, <laughs> you'll have to go back and listen to that show, which I'll have edited. It's I'll very confusing edited. you do this and very bad for ratings. Very. <laughs> 
<laughs> be edited onto the end of that. Yeah. So, what do you mean bad for ratings? It doesn't matter which show they listen to. It's going to bump the ratings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It also sounds like you're a psychic predicting all these movies that haven't come out yet. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess I'm wrapping it up. Yep, because we got another show to do. We got another show to do, everyone. So, um, listen. <laughs> listen, mister. Let me just say one thing to everyone out there. Thanks so much for sending in your questions for the uh, question and answer show. I really mm-hmm. appreciated it. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed all of your questions. There's no question, in my opinion, there's no question too silly that it doesn't spark some conversation that's interesting. So thank you for everything that you, you, you did. I mean, it, it actually, I understand it takes, it's hard to think of questions and it's hard to get that time where you want to type it out and send it off to us. So yeah, we appreciate it totally. Thank you very much. And once again, congratulations to Jonathan Bampton for Yay. winning his t-shirt, the mug and the tote bag. Uh, he has chosen his t-shirt now and I'll be printing that up very soon. And a copy of Sparks. And a copy of Sparks as well. Thank you. Which yes. also sparks conversation. Which also sparks conversation. By the true. way, buy our book, Sparks. It's in stores now. Sparks. They say it's for kids. It's all ages. Two cats dress up as a dog. It's fun. Dave Collard did. I wrote it. Nina Matsumoto drew. <laughs> but if you want to uh, write to us and, and and ask us how we put out uh, almost nine hours of, of podcasting last week. Yeah. Ask Dave how he puts out. <laughs> Gladly. First of all, he puts on that fetish mask. That's right. And I get my <laughs> banana. Everyone... You can contact us at uh, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's our email address. We have a website. We have a comments board. You can go there. You can leave a comment. We always, I often respond and I always read them and enjoy what you have to say. Thank you very much. All of you are great at, with what you write and it's always very funny as well. Uh, you can go to Twitter. We have oh, a you didn't Twitter say thing. what the page was. Oh, sneakydragon.com. I'm sorry, yep. everyone. Uh, we have a Twitter. It's uh, sneaky underscore dragon. Uh, you can go there. You can contact us there. Uh, yeah. One of our listeners uh, commented on our the massive amounts of podcasting stuff that came out last week with Jeepers. So I think that's summed it up pretty well. Thank I don't you. disagree. It was a lot, but it was a lot of fun. Right. And I, I had a lot of fun with Mary recording. Uh, yeah, that was very cool. Recording. Uh, sorry, it was a little hot. The, I had one of the switches on the mixer turned up too high, and it, I didn't realize it. I was turning it down in the uh, on this bored and i couldn't figure out why the mic wasn't getting any quieter it was weird well anytime that you do a podcast with a family member you're going to get some feedback that's going to happen that is that's true. just there's not enough genetic you diversity i don't want to do a podcast with my daughter that's hot that's all i got to say Ew. we're also on facebook at sneaky dragon you can write little messages to us there we will also answer your messages or at least like them and that's all so you know what? In about two minutes, Ian and I will be starting another episode because he is going away to New York and uh, we need to uh, put one in the bank. And by the way, if anyone knows anything fun to do in New York, let me know because uh, I, I don't know. I'm just going to go, I don't know. I'm going to go like to Subway, get a sandwich. <laughs> I don't think that's the Subway you go to in New York. What? Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to do then. Yeah, you're really lost. Oh, but I am no Oh, one. man, I'm scared. I have no one to help. Okay. But anyway, I think you're near Central Park, right? I'm going to go to wherever King Kong really fucked shit up. Oh, well, there you are. What side of the building did he climb? All sides. Did he? He really yeah. worked, uh, worked, he worked it around? He worked it in a spiral. Yeah, he tried to really balance it. It was leg yeah. day, so he yeah. was really trying to get it. <laughs> Balanced, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he fell. It's like, oh, leg day, crap. <laughs> okay, everyone. We'll, uh, see you, we'll see you next time with a show that's been recorded two minutes from now. Bye. Bye.